0: Hello and welcome back to the Rewind. I'm Josh, and this is a podcast where I watch a bunch of movies and talk about them with my friends. Today's episode is about cats, and I'm happy to be joined by my favorite gelical humans, the yes. Grisabella and McCavity to my uh Bustopher Jones, Adam Wictecseen, and Kayla Mead. Guys, you ready to talk about cats?
1: I'm kind yeah. of offended. I don't know if I should be offended that I'm Buster Jones. No, I'm no. I said <laughs> you are.
0: You are the Grisabella in McCavity to my Buster Jones. Oh, okay, sorry, I am Buster Jones. I could have oh, made you well, Fat James Corden, but I made you Idris Elba, and he's like the sexiest <laughs> cat in this thing, isn't he?
1: I'm a little concerned <gasps> about the characterization.
2: I don't out. know about sexy cats. Somewhere am well, more I mean, of a dog like, person.
0: what? Would you rather be Idris Elba or James Corden? Come on. I mean, oh, myself, Salva. James Corden. Idris Elba.
2: Well, why can't he be Jason Derulo?
0: I don't remember that, guys. Jason I don't. I don't, I don't remember Jason Derulo's name. Uh, I gotta hold on. What? What is? I, I mean, I, I was very happy Jason to see Derulo Jason
2: Derulo was from Tug Tugger.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that has sure, that has like was. three different uh, innuendos mixed into it. So uh, I'm happy to be uh, open my podcast by just calling Adam. Uh, uh, McCavity, so that's a much more easier thing. Even though that whole that, that whole song, I thought we were talking about teeth. Also. Yes, yes. Well, any- I'm sorry. That the I proper
2: the proper title is, according to Wikipedia, McCavity, the Mystery Cat.
0: There we go. McCavity is the Idris Elba cat, and I literally spent the whole song that Taylor Swift sung about him thinking that like she was singing about a toothache. So that tells you about just how coherent this movie is. We will aspire for however long we last on this podcast to be more coherent than this movie. Though this movie is like a massive bomb. So, I mean, maybe this podcast will have three listeners. Maybe it will have like several listeners that are just listening out of morbid curiosity. I don't okay,
2: know. Okay, so hold on, hold on. Yes, Can I yes. throw in there while watching this movie?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I was convinced I was going to wake up in like an animal rescue surrounded by cats after like having take taken acid, and I've never ever had that experience before. But that's, like, that's, that doesn't sound like, like a bad that's thing. What, actually, so
1: what I feel, you're, saying, you're saying is cats broke new ground yeah groundbreaking movie film
2: i i don't know if it broke ground or broke people i mean i'm not sure
1: well
0: here's a funny stat i don't know this if this signifies that it broke me but it had been let's see uh when did a concussion come out i think that was fall of 2015 and so sure. this is the first time I yes I was a concussion the Will Smith vehicle uh, where he played the uh, NFL doctor that discovered TT came out on Christmas twenty fifteen. So this is the first movie I'd actually gone to the bathroom during in four years and one week. So if you want so to see
2: by by Kayla count this is a one bathroom stop movie. No, you went you twice. Know. No, did I? Yeah, you did. That's twice. Uh,
0: I was kind of aware of that. I was like, am I going to, is Kayla going go to the bathroom more than me? You went twice. I mean, I think your second trip oh, was quite okay. twice.
2: this is, okay, this is a two bathroom stop movie for Kayla, but well, like, the that's fact not, is, bad. That's a compared to
0: other movies you've that's... gone to the bathroom twice during, this could have been a lot worse. But it's I only mean, an hour is... and
1: 40 minute movie. Yeah, <laughs> also,
2: this was a one bathroom stop. For Josh Dernavoy. So I think that's a little more significant than my small bladder. Yeah,
1: I've it's
0: literally been over four years since I have gone to the bathroom during a movie. And I think that's a weird thing to get dramatic about, but it also shows just how little I actually cared about missing any of this movie because it was it was very bad. So Well, you know, can we
2: make a note that all of us made sure to empty the tank before we went into the movie?
0: Sure. But I do that before so every I, feel like, I, I do that before every movie. So I mean, whatever. But,
2: but you get what I'm saying here I is get that, what you're saying. We emptied the tank, and there still had to be breaks.
0: Yes, that's very true. And, you know, I mean, like, I would normally complain about being very off-topic at this point, but, like, normally then I, like, would go into... This
2: like, entire some... movie is off-topic.
0: That's a very apt way to put it, because normally I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I'm going to summarize this movie, give a little brief plot synopsis, and then we'll analyze, but I honestly do not how, know how to give a plot synopsis. I, 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 I don't know if this movie has a okay,
2: plot. Okay, I got it. I got it. Yes. I can do this plot synopsis. Okay, so... We have Victoria Cat gets dropped off in some alley in London, and then Freaky Cats come out and they sing a little bit and they tell her about the Jellicoe Ball. And the whole idea of the Jellicoe Ball is one cat gets like ritualized murdered and gets (laughs) to go on to a new life. Sure. Um,
1: All cats. And
2: okay, hold on. And then there's some musical numbers, and we're introduced to some of the cats. So we have Fat Rebel Wilson Cat, who's like, oh, look at me. I'm a contender to be Queen Jellicle oh, Cat. Calling fat, oh, you're have, calling
0: her Fat Rebel oh, Wilson Cat when she is known oh, in the Pitch Perfect movies as Fat Amy. So I don't know if you needed to say Fat Rebel Wilson. You're just rubbing it in. Be,
2: no, no, I'm saying because they made that a major part of her character where she's like rolling around. Her name is Jenny and, Annie
1: got okay, whatever so we, also, uh, we, we don't get some musical numbers we get eight I counted them we had eight musical numbers introducing different characters which seems excessive considering there's okay. only like 15 musical finish? numbers in the whole show
2: okay can I finish my synopsis Wait,
0: I'm Kayla, doing a great you know, job no, I know I, I really appreciate this because I could not do a synopsis so please let's okay. just like let halo go all out and then we'll talk
2: Okay, so we meet Rebel Wilson, who is one of the cats who is up for the prize of the Jellico Wall. All right, and then next, um, there's some weird music happening, some weird dance, but I will say the choreography is really beautiful. I think it would just be much better, like it is on stage with people dressed as cats and not weird CGI cats. Um, okay, so then what happens is we meet Rum Tug Tugger and everybody gets drunk on milk and it's Jason Derulo. And, you know, Josh is standing next to me and he stops and he goes, Jason Derulo, which is appropriate when you see Jason Derulo. <laughs> um, okay. So then we meet the bougie cat who is James Corden. He's super fat. He's like, oh, look at my great house and look at all the great trash I have. Awesome. And I don't... Some, Jones. Stuff, some stuff happened and then... They end up in like the Egyptian Sphinx Club or whatever, where we meet Judy Dench, which Dame Judy Dench, I don't know why you did this. Um, she's old Deuteronomy, which Deuteronomy isn't that even that great of a I chapter. Hope she got Bible? paid a lot of money. I hope so. You're also
1: you're, also, you're forgetting that McCavity played by Idris Elba is disappearing cats. Oh like, right,
2: right, right. He's a cat magician, which is totally different from a cat burglar, but somehow the same. He's kidnapping,
1: um, he's kidnapping characters like like for Jones.
2: Correct. Um, okay, so then we get to the Egyptian Sphinx Club, and they're all dancing around, and they're showing Dame Judy Dench, like, hey, I'm the cat that needs to be ritualized murdered. And um, so some songs happen, there's some dancing, there's some uncomfortable human feet and shoes on cats. I'm a little unsure about this.
0: Uh, he was very bothered by the cat secret.
2: I am I am so bothered by these hands and the feet of the cats. Okay, too many cats are wearing shoes. Have you ever seen a video of a cat trying to wear shoes? No, because you don't put cats in
1: shoes. They're also wearing like sneakers. They're not even like nice shoes. They're wearing like like old they're sneakers.
2: Yeah, they're wearing like old Converse. They're all homeless.
0: They're strays. They're not gonna have fancy MJs or uh, uh, Jordans or whatever. You know.
2: Yeah. Okay. So then we have Taylor Swift cat is like, hey, let me do this. Awesome. Number where is I
0: bomball arena.
2: Yeah, bombolarena, a femme fatale queen, I guess is how Wikipedia puts it. Um, so she's distracting everybody, getting everybody super high on catnip. So therefore, they start stealing more of the cats. Well, somehow the cats, there's a pirate cat, and the cats have to walk the plank. But they're like, no, I'm chained to, like, a fucking crow's nest or something like that then somehow it gets back to the cat party the jellicle ball and there's a magician cat and the magician cat is like oh no i need to bring back old deuteronomy bibbidi-bobbidi-boo i didn't do it bibbidi-bobbidi-boo didn't do it the second time (laughs) bibbidi-bobbidi-boo all right third time old deuteronomy rolls up Okay, sure. Um, then apparently Magician Cat can light candles and shit. Um, and then Jennifer Hudson comes in being amazing, dressed as a cat, weird, but girls got heights. Uh, she sings Memory, which is the only redeemable moment in this whole film. Um, uh, and Judy Dench is all like, yeah, you can be ritualistically murdered in this hot air balloon because cats apparently have hot air balloons. And they sing this number in front of a concrete lion and Jennifer Hudson floats off and the movie's over.
1: Oh, you forgot the part. You forgot the part where Dame uh, Judy Dench breaks the fourth wall, stares directly at the cam- camera and talks about like cat names.
2: Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, call the cats by their names, and this is how you address a cat. And my thought is like, the way you address a cat is, <laughs> psh, 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 psh. but that was apparently wrong according to Judy Dench in the song.
0: So, do any of the cats get to the cat heaven besides Dame Judy Dench? Maybe next year. No, the no, next- no,
2: no, no. Uh, Jennifer Hudson is the one who went off to cat heaven. Oh, That's why she was okay, in good. the hot air she's balloon. She's
0: really the only one that deserved to go. So that makes me very happy to hear. But, uh, Kayla, I'm very impressed with your uh, comprehension of this movie. Because I could not have done what you just did. Uh,
2: Um, There's some kind of plot, but it's so obscured by musical numbers, it's a little unsure. I'm not sure what they were singing about. Well,
0: that's what what a musical is, though. You know, I mean, that's the thing. I'm not the biggest fan of just straight musicals in general. So I spent this whole movie wondering, should I be getting this more? Should I be taking in more of a plot? Because I knew that, like— I mean, this movie came out a week and a half ago. We had planned to do this together, as we did, but I was like, I just knew from all the stuff I'd heard in the week and a half since it actually came out that this is a bad movie. It was the worst movie movie of 2019.
2: Okay, but, but what I will say, there are a lot of musicals out there that are completely sung through, which this... Cats is, the way it was presented, completely sung through. But, for example, you have Hamilton, you have Hadestown, which are completely sung through, but you have a very defined plot. You have a very defined plot on the stage and through the music, but this, it was a little, not a little, it was very, very jumpy. It was one song to the next. then the only connecting feature of this song was the do 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 a good doo, score. Doo, doo,
0: I'm not going to lie. I don't mind no, that.
2: That is something Andrew Lloyd Webber is very, very good at. He's good at finding that melod- melodic moment that he connects throughout the entire thing. He did the same thing with Phantom of the Opera. So, like, props to Andrew Lloyd Webber, but also Andrew Lloyd Webber. Why did you let this happen?
1: <laughs> oh, also, apparently, so I'm reading the— the Wikipedia page for the musical and one, how did this run for 18 years on Broadway? I don't know. Oh, it's but- only, I,
0: I thought it was more than 18. So
1: it's 18 years on Broadway and longer in London, apparently, but apparently, so I mentioned earlier that Judy Dench breaks the fourth wall at the end of the movie mm-hmm. in the, sh- in the, the stage show, the stage musical. That's not uncommon. It happens throughout the show. They're okay. constantly breaking the fourth wall and, because they notice they're being watched by people.
0: Well, we, Kayla had us watch the Unbreakable Commission episode before that involved audience participation. But as I understood it even before I watched that, like that is an aspect of cats. Like they crawl out and about. So it's a little unconventional to begin with. But I am glad that Kayla grasped some semblance of a plot in this movie. I think that speaks more to Kayla's intelligence than it does to the quality of the movie, though. Uh, so I guess, but I
2: also, but mind you, I also really enjoy musicals. Um, I'm one of those people, instead of putting on a podcast on a long drive, I put on a musical from beginning to end.
0: Fair enough. So, and I asked both of you before this, I don't think Adam, Adam had no more familiarity with Mist than I did, but you at least had to listen to the musical a time or two, correct?
2: Yes, but it's not one of my favorites because uh, it is so... Like, I like things that are weird. Like, I've listened to the Beetlejuice musical, but this is just a little too odd for me. But also, I'm a dog person, so that may have something to do with it. Okay,
1: so let me ask you. The Beetlejuice musical is a lot better. The Beetlejuice musical is very good.
2: It is. Oh, you finally admitted it.
1: I always said it was good. Well, fair enough. You
2: were like, it's fine.
1: Okay, well,
0: wait, is that the same Beetlejuice? That has a movie with Winona Ryder that I admitted to not seeing before.
2: No, no, no. They they wrote a musical based on the film.
0: Fair enough. So I'm just a total dullard when it comes to musicals. But let me ask you then. So you saw this uh, musical. You didn't. You knew that it wasn't one of your favorites, but you also knew that like the movie had such bad reviews that the that you had. I was
2: curious that you had not the highest expectations. Okay, what made this so bad? The same way when. around halloween we put on our comcast on demand we're like okay let's rank this by ratings it was like okay what's like the worst horror movie we could watch you right. know sometimes it's just enjoyable to see how insanely bad
0: something is right so what was your expectation there like because um, i feel like at least my expectation going into cast was to like No, I would at least have a fun time just laughing at how bad this was. Did you have any expectation of Kayla of this being like, well, I not necessarily good, but like, I'm going to take something from this and this is going to add to my understanding of the musical. What was your best case scenario going into this movie?
2: My best case scenario was that the people who reviewed it just didn't get it, um, But I'm not gonna lie. There was a couple moments where I did, you know, vague hand gestures, or I just busted out giggling because it was so absurd. Like it was, it was a fun watch. But I will fully admit it's because I, I was incredibly drunk during the movie, and I think that's why I enjoyed it. But most of, but. I don't think I could watch it sober. Wait, so you? So you okay, I'll stop you. There. I'll, stop you there. I'll
0: stop you there. So you did enjoy it on some level.
2: I did, just because it was so wild. Adam, but what, I was, oh, okay. I was sure, really sure. like drawn in by the choreography. Like it was, it was beautiful dancing. It was great, like cast work in terms of choreography. I'm like, okay, this would look really, really good on a stage. But like, it may not look so good with CGI cats, but I could picture like actors on a stage, and this would be really, really
1: impressive.
0: Fair enough, Adam. Uh, did you enjoy it on any level at all?
1: No, not really. <laughs> um, uh, I was kind of like I was hoping I'd be able to enjoy it because I mean I've heard all the reviews and stuff, and that it's a really poorly reviewed movie. And I was hoping it'd become it'd be like one of those, one of those movies like The Room or something where. It's just funny how bad it is, but it just wasn't. It was – I just did not enjoy it at all. It was boring. About half an hour in, I was like, oh, man, how long is this movie? Tell me it's not like two hours and 20 minutes or something. I will uh,
2: say I was like that about an hour in. I was like, God, is this maybe still going on?
1: Like there were it – it was it was just dragging on and on, and it wasn't like really that – once you get over, okay, they're cgi and the CGI is like real – uncanny valley stuff uh once you get over that it's like okay it's not really that fun anymore it just looks you know um uncomfortable and oh so it didn't look remember, like
0: it didn't look like the most realistic version of london to you
1: well i, I also that's another thing i don't know what year they're supposed to be in what if it's supposed to be like 1930 or 1890 they referenced <laughs> queen victoria a few times which i'm like okay is it during i don't know it's not important to the movie at all but Or something I thought, but yeah, the movie just wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't even fun to like really laugh at. It was just kind of boring and not enjoyable at all. No, clearly
2: I I enjoyed it more than you did. Yeah, no, I guess
1: the only the only only redeeming only redeeming part was Jennifer Hudson singing "Memory," which was very good and very nice. Other than that,
2: Jennifer Hudson singing anything can redeem anything.
1: Yeah, but yeah, other than than Jennifer Hudson, I really was not interested in this movie, or I was. I mean, I it did not hold my interest at all. I went into it, like I knew it was bad, I expected it to be bad, but it just was it was boring and bad. Not even funny and bad, it's just boring and bad.
0: Right, I'll say I was morbidly curious. Uh I, I mean I went in with obviously very low expectations. We were going about ten days like well mean we you know it's bad when a movie's embargo drops about or lifts about two days before it comes out which is what happened it was a christmas release and they let the reviews uh they they pushed off the reviews to the last minute which is never a great sign and then they were obviously bad so i was like all right cool well i'm gonna go drink more in advance of this movie than i have and got any movie i've probably ever seen and maybe i'll just like laugh my whole way through it and i i laughed at one cat pun kayla i think we uh, jokingly, place an over under of like a handful of cat puns going in, and there was maybe one that made me laugh. And I don't there know. There were if-
1: two. I, there were two. There were two.
0: Okay. So there was one that I even like recall laughing at uh, seriously, and. I mean that was about it i uh and i, wanted- I wasn't expecting
2: more like meow jokes like we need to do right, this right, right meow right. like but that didn't happen so that was a little bit of a disappointment for me
0: yeah it's like if you're not gonna make a good movie the least you could do is give us some easy laughs like that and it didn't do that and like we talked and I, again, I'm normally a very considerate moviegoer. I feel like I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast before, but I take my movie etiquette very seriously. But I made the bet that everyone else in our theater, outside of the three of us, would not be like super, super serious about their experience with this movie. So I talked to Kayla a couple times during it, and I think you made me laugh a couple times by pointing stuff out. And that was about it i just thought i would be able to like go into it and have more laughs at certain moments that were just like unintentional comedy and i don't think that happened i think there was like a cat pun and kayla was very disturbed with some of the body parts and i think guys like i don't think we have a lot else to say about the The plot okay yeah yeah yeah. but let's just like get it out of the way like because i don't plan on talking about this movie for like another 30 minutes like we can all agree the plot was just like not a plot worth discussing correct
2: it wasn't yeah. a very plain plot. You really had to like beyond look beyond yeah going right.
0: On. beyond what Kayla already said, like we don't need to analyze it. We can just talk about the funny, weird, bad stuff. So I would just say, like, yo, like these cats, like I guess they're trying to go to heaven or something. And that's what I'll leave it at. But uh, Kayla, like when you look at this and you're like, okay, well, I mean, we, okay, and let me back up for a minute. This movie, and I'm sure anyone that actually cares enough to listen to this podcast probably already knows, is very unprecedented with just how inept the rollout was. Like, people looked at the previews, and they're like, well, this looks ridiculous. And we don't expect very much from it. And even on top of that, the movie gets sent out to the theater as it goes out first weekend. And then the studio that puts it out is like, you know— we just realized we actually messed something up, and we could have done something to make the CGI a little better. So we were going to send it out again to every single theater we sent it out to the first weekend and make them play this better version. If a computer has the computer technology and the Wi-Fi within the theater to accept a digital file, we will do that. If they don't, we're going to send them a CD. And they literally did that for every single theater they sent the movie to. And then they, so they, whatever we were seeing, because we're seeing this about a week and a half after it first came out, it was the better version of the CGI and we still found it kind of weird, didn't we, Caleb? Was
2: it though? Was I, yeah, it though? that's what I'm saying. Okay, but well, my thing is like, okay, if I was watching it on stage, like on Broadway, and I saw that, okay, they didn't put cat gloves on, they had hands. Okay, I'd be like, okay, um, or okay, they have tap shoes on. So how many figures should how, necessary so how, for the numbers? Well, so how many figures should these cats have? I'm sorry, what?
0: Said, how many fingers should these cats have?
2: You know what? I'm a dog person. I am not <laughs> familiar with cat anatomy. Um, but you were very
0: bothered by the cat hands.
2: But, like, the thing is, it's like, if you're going to CGI fur and a cat body and ears and whiskers and all of this, why aren't you going to CGI paws? Why are they going to have human hands,
1: human feet, and wear Shoes. Well, apparently, like, apparently, apparently um, in the original version or like the version. They even version showed the like year. Judy
2: Dench's wedding ring in the original version. I, and they were yeah, like, oh, we didn't I, need to edit that out. That's
1: what I was going to say. Like, yeah, you could see Judy Dench's wedding ring.
2: But the thing is, it's like if you're going to put so much effort and so much money into CGI people into cats, why are you just going to stop at their ankles and wrist? Why are you going to do that?
0: Well, so the sneakers, I guess, were an intentional choice. I mean, like, we joked about it even as we were watching the movie, but, like... At first, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that first scene when you pointed out the fact that some of these cats were wearing sneakers, I do think some of them weren't. But then you pointed out to me again later, and it looked like most of them were. But I don't know if there was a lot of thought put behind that. I mean, like, it, there could be certain cats that had a so- certain socioeconomic status that had nice sneakers, and then some that had bad sneakers. But I don't even think they went that far. It was just like all these cats, all these like, it literally just like that. all of these cats were just wearing like shitty sneakers.
1: they're the cat of a one percent
0: high
2: tops and some of them had tap shoes like some of them had dance shoes but like once again if this was on you know a stage that choice would make sense but here in a movie where you're CGIing an entire body why are you going to leave out the wrists and the ankles
0: (laughs) yeah uh, Adam. am i uh, wrong no adam did anything jump out about the cgi to you or is it just kind of like nonsensical
1: as well it was just Uncanny Valley, where it was like, okay, they're, they're clearly not regular cats. <laughs> they're very obviously not just cats, but they're not...
2: Are we looking at, anywhere. like, some kind of cat Armageddon or something? Or getting some, like, freakish, like, nuclear-infected cats? Like, what is happening here?
0: No, fair enough. I mean, I just... Some of them had clothes too. Um, I think. The- yeah. Some of them
2: had like fur coats. Was there any kind of like symbolism to the fur coats? Because the people who had fur coats were, um, you had the Ian McKellen character, you had Jennifer Hudson, you had Judy Dench, you had Jason Derulo, but like other people just like didn't have coats. But then some had hats and some had shoes and. Yeah. Like, it makes me think of how we talked about earlier, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, where it's like people just show up and they become part of Cats. It's like, is this what is happening?
0: Yeah, so again, I think at the be- like, I mean, we mentioned a lot of these names at the beginning, so let me just go through them one more time. We had uh, Francesca Hayward who's playing Victoria, who was one of the ones that talked more, and then we had, like, two other actors, and Lori Davidson, who played Mr. Mistoffelees, and Robbie Fairchild, who played Monkey Strap, and they had, probably had the most speaking time, and there are like, three actors that... Probably most of the people that are seeing this movie, who is actually not that many because this movie is losing a lot of money, uh, they're the ones that talk the most, and most people probably haven't heard of them. We had, but we also had Taylor Swift, James Corden, Rebel Wilson, Judy Dench, Jennifer Hudson, Ian McKellen, and Jason Derulo. And uh, <laughs> most of them, like – I mean, like, guys, do you think anyone left this, left, left this
1: movie with their dignity?
0: That's all. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Do you think anyone, like, came out of this movie and it's like, yep, you did
1: okay? Jennifer Hudson.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, singing Memory and uh, Jennifer Hudson has a great voice. I mean, I don't know. Did anyone else do a good job? Or, Kayla, were you like, yep, she did good and no one else did?
2: Um, well... I feel like I need more information. Did Francesca Hayward do her own choreography? Was she put into a green suit and did it? If that's the case, like, did she you mean, absolutely... You mean, you, mean, you, mean,
0: you mean, did she dance herself? I mean, I'm sure someone did else she, yeah. did the uh, Organized the choreography, but did she handle her yeah. own dancing because you like the scene exactly. she was in in that regard? Yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. Did she do her own movement? Was she put into a green suit and she did her own movement? If that's the case, like, I'm incredibly impressed with her, uh, with her choreography, not necessarily that she you know designed it but like she was a beautiful dancer and i really hope that was her doing it and i mean once again going back to it that's part of stage production of it right. uh, but Go ahead. with that if i was james gordon i would be like really ashamed same thing with judy dench like Idris elba like come on man like
1: <laughs>
0: come on well i mean I agree with And Taylor thing.
2: Swift doing cat stuff, like, that's not surprising Okay, so here's my all. thing.
0: Like, I mean, I'm, I don't know what, I actually don't know. I mean, you guys are more into music than me, but, like, the foremost common artists in my iPod, as I always say the few times I have ever, ever put on the spot about music, the four most common artists in my iPod are Taylor Swift, uh, or three, or uh, Taylor Swift, Michael Jackson, or four. You no, know, Taylor Swift, Michael Jackson, which I'm kind of embarrassed about these days, Bruce Springsteen, and, um... Oh, you're South. from
2: philadelphia bruce yeah i know it's, it's
0: it's taylor swift michael jackson bruce springsteen and, oh i guess those are the three i'm probably forgetting someone at the moment but it's like i'm what a does big
2: spotify say
0: i i honestly i i spend more time on spotify uploading my podcast than i do actually listen to music that's how it's a little music i listen to but it's like It's like those three, and probably someone else I'm forgetting, and I'll remember before the end of the podcast, but it's like, I I, know I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, and I know that she likes cats. Like, that's her thing. She has the cats that are, like, named after, like, it's like her cats are named Elliot Sabor and Olivia Benson. Like, I know about Taylor Swift cats, and I just know that, like, regardless of how bad of a look this was for her, she enjoyed it that much and she is that successful as a person that she can afford to, like, take a hit. You know what I mean, and like be in one oh, bad movie yeah. where she gets to prance around as a cat. And I've seen move, I've seen interviews with her where she's like, "Oh my god, we had to like take interpretive cat dancing classes, and I love doing it." And like that is what she did. So, I mean, like she, maybe she doesn't leave it with her dignity, but she has enough else going for her. Dame Judy Dench. I hope she got a lot of money. Same with Ian McKellen.
2: Okay, so hold on. Yes, I feel like we need to take a moment. To talk about Rebel Wilson Oof. taking off her cat suit to go into a secondary cat suit that is also times. some kind of like dancing, like that's how she's got out of change is just ripping off her own skin into some kind of like little jazzy outfit. Like what? <laughs> what was that? It's like, look at me. I'm training cockroaches. Let me zip off my skin. It looked like okay. she was about
0: to like go like all flesh and weird. Okay, so yeah.
2: I know I was worried I was gonna see like blood and muscles. Um, have we found some kind of interview about about her talking about this?
0: No, cause because we went we went straight from seeing the movie to doing this. So real, I don't know what the fuck um, was going on with her.
2: Okay, hold on. I'm gonna look this up. Hold I'm way ahead. Hold. On. Wilson and I don't know what you're hoping real... to find.
0: Other than it's just a very odd choice, and I don't ah. think we've mentioned enough. I mean, I, I'm not sure how much you guys know about Tom Hooper, but like he is the director of this film, and he is like a I don't know when to say how respected he is because a lot of people gave him a lot of crap for the for. Uh, the Danish Girl, but like Allicia Cander won an Oscar, nominate won won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for that movie. But it's like he did Les Miz, he did The Danish Girl, he did The King's Speech, which won Best Picture, and he won Best Director for that. And two years before that, he did a movie called The Damned United, which Adam, as someone that has gotten more into the English Premier League over the last few years, I highly recommend that movie for you because mm-hmm. it's a very interesting movie about a coach that like works his way up from the lower ranks of like the uh, whole entire like English soccer system and works his way up to being like one of the best coaches in the premier league. And I, it's just a very grounded movie. And he's like worked his way up in the last 11 years from doing a very quality movie about the lowest dregs of the premier league to doing freaking cats.
1: And can we, can we we appreciate, sorry, I was reading, I was looking up Rebel Wilson. Mm -hmm. If she was like talking about the movie or anything, can we also, we didn't mention earlier, I'm sorry for interrupting you. We didn't talk about how Rebel Wilson was like, when she was in her her home was training mice and cockroaches, but like mice- Eating the cockroaches? No, no, but let's appreciate the cockroaches were like clearly like sentient. They had faces, they had emotions, and she's just like eating them. It was horrifying.
0: Uh, I do not know what to say to that, but like neither. I, and I, I, like I said though, I heard Taylor Swift was like taking interpretive cat dancing classes for like six months. It's like if if you are doing that and Rebel Wilson is going to that extent, to like getting character for this movie, it's like why would you do that for a movie that's not better? I, I I just don't know what to say. It seems like a lot of effort was put into this enterprise, and like it has turned out not. it's very bad.
2: Have you seen the movie The Producers?
0: I've seen the. Original Mel Brooks version, not the more recent Uh, Will Ferrell one.
2: Okay, so the whole idea of the producers was they were going to make a lot of money producing a flop, right? Sure. And they were going to produce, you know, Springtime for Hitler, which was a flop.
0: Be hilarious.
2: What if this is how Tom Hooper went into this movie? He's like, maybe I can make more money making a flop with some big names than making something good. Because, like, okay, Tom Hooper did some of the freaking Harry Potter movies, so why in the world is he going to do this nonsense? Is he pulling, like, a producer's kind of situation? Because, okay, so this is a flop.
0: What do you mean he did some of the Harry Potter movies?
2: Didn't he do some of the—or am I thinking of the composer?
0: I think you're getting confused with someone else but either way okay. either way i like the idea of him thinking he could get away with doing that and just not because he certainly didn't get away with it i am gonna to look it up
1: okay so the la times i'm looking now the la times ranked each actor and actress from least embarrassing performance Ooh, wait a no. second okay, he did
2: lay Miz. Yeah. he did a sing through lay Miz. yeah lay Miz was amazing and then he Les Mis was
1: great lay Miz was a great was great i love La miss yeah and then he did the dentist what else he didn't do? What I but thinking? yeah, so, so the LA Times did a list ranking from yeah. least embarrassing performance to most embarrassing performance. I'm gonna see if y'all can guess who got least embarrassing performances. Is the least embarrassing people. Jennifer Hudson? No, she's second most. What? I don't. They they criticize well, her. Well, I already
0: disagree her, with them then. Um,
1: well, okay. Well, here's what it says for for Jennifer Hudson. While her powerful, pitch perfect vocals cannot be denied, Hudson suffers from one fatal pitfall in her portrayal of the outcast Grisabella a stark lack of self-awareness. The Oscar winner simply takes herself too seriously, and the whimsical, ridiculous tone of the film never quite grounds itself enough to match her perpetually downcast gaze and overdone sobs. Even her weepy rendition of the musical's anchor ballad comes off like a drunken karaoke performance that makes everyone in the room uncomfortable and concerned. No matter, she's sure to win back plenty of R-E-S-P-E-C-T when she graces the screen as legendary Aretha Franklin next year. Sure, okay. Um... So... Who do you think? Who do you think got least and most embarrassing? Least was, was
2: probably the girl who was her breakout role. Wrong. Most embarrassing was probably Judy Dench.
1: Wrong. Very wrong.
2: Oh boy. Okay, saying, well, are they
1: saying most? Would Judi Dench was least embarrassing? Judy Dench and Ian McKellen got least embarrassing. What?
2: Really? Well, most I guess embar- they didn't really contribute much to it aside from Judi. So Dench was most Taylor Swift? I
1: fucked a cat. No, most embarrassing was Rebel Wilson.
2: Okay, that's fair. Sure.
1: Okay. But literally, the the section for Rebel Wilson starts off with, "Poor Wilson." Yikes. That's it. Okay.
0: Um, I. All right. Well, I don't really know what all else to say. I'm again, like, if the movie's gonna be like this incomprehensible that like most people can't really like figure out its plot, it should probably do more. Well, that's, well actually, the one other thing I want to say is because Kayla really liked the choreography, and I think this is a bad movie. Whatever this means. And, again, I drank more going to this movie than I'd ever had going probably into any other movie. There were a few sequences. I'm not going to be able to say I remember what the names of the songs were that were playing because, again, I don't think this movie earned the right for me to remember all the names of the songs, like, less than an hour after seeing it. There were a few moments where I would have been compelled to, like, get up and dance. And, like, I feel close enough – I'm close enough friends with Adam and Kayla that if it would just been, like, a three-person theater – I'm not even kidding. I probably would have gotten up and danced because I'm like, I got to get more out of this experience than I am right now. And I probably would have gotten up and danced if there were not people in the back row of the theater. That's the thing. When we booked our tickets, we got three tickets and we're like, we got to get two rows back because then we can vote one row between the people that got the seats two rows in front of us and like maybe be a little more obnoxious while we're watching it and talking about it and not disturb people. But then people got behind us and I was like, all right, I got to kind of like chill. But I was like, wait,
2: hold on. Pause. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I am looking here at Andrew Lloyd Webber's Wikipedia page. Sure. All right, so we just watched Cats, right? We did. He received a Grammy in 1983 for Best Cast Show Album for Cats. He received a Tony in 1983 for Best Musical, Best Original Score for Cats. He won an Oliver in 1981 for Cats. Good for him. Uh, So, like... Why if he had such success on the stage, did this movie exist? at you know a 21% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 53% audience score? Like so how, how did this man win a Tony for this story, this stage play in the movie? exist
0: like this i mean maybe we should have had a fourth person on this podcast that knew exactly what it looked like on the stage but i i, I don't understand if it's if, if what we watch on this screen is very accurate to what is on the stage i don't i do not get why it was that well respected but it obviously was adam how long did you you looked it up how long did it run on broadway
1: like eighteen years. Yes, I mean I don't, I don't. It was the long. It was the longest running Broadway show for a while. I think the record's been surpassed, but I think it, when it when it stopped, it was the longest running.
2: Well, I will say that I did mention previous. Like looking at these musical sequences, like I could understand how it was very very successful on stage. The choreography is amazing. It may be a lot easier to follow on this stage, but in the movie, it just kind of fell flat.
0: Yeah. Well, again, I. I honestly, at various points, felt compelled to get up and dance. So, there's some baseline competence, I would say, to this uh, choreography and this music. So, good for it on that end. But like, I do not understand. Well, I don't know all of the economics behind this. Yeah, Andrew Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote the music, so good for him. But I'm sure maybe someone else already had the rights to a movie, and if they are gonna give over the rights to something like this, then. I don't blame them for thinking, oh, Tom Hopper, who like, is an Academy Award-winning director and who directed a Best Picture winner in King's Speech and then did a good enough job with something that is a straight through musical like Lame is. sure, why not give him the opportunity to do this? So I get why someone would have entrusted him with this, but I do not understand the appeal of this story as it was told, and it seems like we were at least all in agreement on that. If- so, yeah, that's disappointing
2: i feel like i need to see it on stage to truly compare it like i haven't seen it on stage but i have heard the past album
1: fair enough um I'm, I'm good i'm good with no more cats and only dogs in my life from this point on all right
0: well i do not disagree on any of that um before we got before we finish up guys let me just look at my notes i don't know I i, I think like i don't know kayla you said you might have written a couple things down let me just run through what i did i wrote down hands we talked about that that disturbed kayla uh i don't know why i wrote i wrote down names because i think that first song that we we said they they spent like eight songs introducing the characters the first one probably introduced like six of them and then we spent like four songs introducing two characters that was bad i wrote clothes because some of them have clothes on some of them don't that doesn't make sense uh do kayla or adam do either of you know what jellicle means no
1: i think it's a made-up word
2: I want to say it means stray. No,
0: it doesn't. Wait, I, 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 actually, look, I looked it up already while we were in the theater. It just literally says, like, a type of cat in the musical Cats. Like, I would think it might mean stray, but there's not a better explanation than that if you look it up.
1: So, yeah. Everything is jellical. Everything will be jellical from this point on. Like, my jellicle lunch or the, I don't know. J- I'm just going to use jellical to describe everything. I
0: wrote one note that, I literally wrote one bullet point in my notes. just said, neuter? so I, I, there is a neuter joke at one point about neutering the cats i don't remember who said it but i remember laughing briefly and i was like yep i should write that down so good on them for at least i guess getting one self uh, referential neuter joke in then i wrote uh i wrote a quote from bustifer jones i wrote idris with an exclamation point i guess i was just excited to see idris elbow doing something weird then i wrote railroads because someone sang a song about railroads and, and they were
2: tap dancing on the railroad thing. And I don't remember if it was you or Adam who said it, but you're like, they could die that way. Like, this is dangerous.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to think I, took, I could take credit for that, but I think Adam probably said that. Then I wrote, no, I, that was that was all you. Okay, that probably was me. Again, that just shows how much I had to drink before I went there. That I don't remember what jokes I made. And then I wrote uh, T Swift McGravity Greenhouse, because she, she sung about, or not McGravity, McCavity and I was just thinking about, like, cavities, but, uh, Eater Salvo played McCavity, I mean, and for some reason, Taylor Swift's, uh, cat comes in and is singing about him. Her song talks about greenhouses. I don't know why. And then there's a whole thing about Mr. Mister Miscof- Mr. Mistopheles being a musician. Sure. I guess he probably did a little magic. I don't remember what the tricks were. And, uh, but that was it. So, I don't know. I, I'm impressed that we even lasted this long talking about this movie. Uh, there is no really comprehensible plot to this. There is a lot of funny things to make fun of, but maybe not enough to even warrant a recommendation on my part because that was a thing. It was like all of us went into this movie thinking we're going to see a really terrible movie, but we can at least laugh at it. And I don't think I laughed at it in the way I wanted to as far as the amount of unintentional comedy. And that's it's just disappointing. I don't think I – I mean anyone that's still listening to the podcast at this point, I'm guessing they saw the movie, but if someone is not and they're like should I still see it, I would probably say no because I bet there – anyone that is like listening at this point and – Like, should I see it? There's probably other cool things that are out at this point somewhere at a theater near you that you could probably see. Kayla, do you have any final thoughts on cats?
2: Um, so I posted to a Facebook group that I'm involved with throughout this movie. And here are the comments. Yep. I don't know what the fuck is happening right
0: now.
2: (laughs) And somebody replied, are cats involved? And this is what I type. Kind of? I I think the word cats is a stretch here.
1: Uh.
2: My next comment was, for all I know, I'm going to wake up in a cat rescue after taking acid. I have imagined this whole movie. Next comment, what the fuck is this movie? Next one, I'm so drunk, I need a goddamn pizza. Uh. Apparently, there's still a half hour in this. What the fuck? Mm. (laughs) Clearly, throughout the movie, one, I was rude and had my phone out, but two... I did not know what was happening during the movie because it was just so... Incomprehensible. Wild. Yep. Uh, (laughs) I was going to use a nicer word using wild. Um, Overall, eh, you don't need to see this.
0: No, Um, and I I went into it thinking, hoping that we could recommend it on like a funny level, but I don't even think I laughed enough to make it worth recommending on that level, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, it makes her makes me really sad because like sometimes it is really really hard to take um take some kind of musical and put it into a movie format so like for example the movie wicked or sorry the show wicked hasn't been put into a movie because i don't think it would fit in a movie like in a movie uh but for example i am also very excited to see what they're going to do with in the heights uh, That's that was a good that was a good trailer Yeah, exactly. And so sometimes those movies or the shows that are on Broadway, they translate very well on the screen. Like I feel like Phantom of the Opera translated beautifully. Um, But then again, you have things like Cats and it just, I, with how long it ran, even though I don't have a personal experience with it, maybe it just needs to stay on the stage and it doesn't need to be, you know, on a screen. So that is something you do need to consider. Uh, when seeing this, are you are you looking for a Broadway style production? Or are you looking for an half assed attempt at a movie? So overall, all that to say, if it's free on Netflix <laughs> yeah, relatively, sure, maybe give it a watch, but make sure you're a little drunk when you see it. Um, but I don't I don't think you should go out of your way to see this movie. I really don't, because you're going to go out of it really, really confused and probably a little upset because I know we all throughout the movie were doing vague hand gestures and just like, what is happening? Like, why did this happen? And I would
0: say my best orchestrator uh, impersonation, Adam, any final cast thoughts? You were. Yes, Adam, Adam, any final cast thoughts?
1: Yeah, basically like what you guys said. Um, I was really hoping to go in and like laugh and enjoy the movie. Enjoy the movie for it being. Yeah, like, but it wasn't even entertaining. that entertaining
0: to do that. It's a no, nice it
1: wasn't. No, I, I guess I was hoping to go in and just be able to laugh at it and enjoy it like in a funny way. But it wasn't funny. It was just bad. Don't waste your time. There are better things to watch. There are better things to do. Just. Don't waste your time with it. Read Don't
2: run reviews. a marathon. That Read, is a better review, time spent. Reviews are funnier.
1: Read the reviews. The reviews are hilarious and just stick with that. That's all you oh need. Oh, my
2: God. Look at it on Twitter.
0: Yeah, and I and, and, I, and I guess what I'll say is just like – so we were recording this on like January – like what? January 4th, I think. Uh, yeah, yep. January 4th. And I would say – So, a week from Monday, Oscar nominations are going to come out, and when Oscar nominations come out, like, certain movies that, like, might have gone away from theaters in October, they then come back because they want to, like, take advantage of the fact that people are going to want to go see this stuff nominated for Oscars. So, I'm pretty sure – and it it, it sucks. I don't like the fact – it's a whole other conversation that, like, the Oscars are moved up a month this year. I don't like it, but the fact is they're happening now, like, on, like, February – second week of February. So – I think there's going to be an extra rush to get the things nominated for Oscars into theaters. And I just cannot in good conscience recommend this movie, even on like a, uh, a joking, unintentional comedy level to anyone, when I think a lot of things that get nominated for Oscars, like Parasite or hell, even Knife, like Knives Out might get one Oscar nomination. Then it gets an even bigger boost when it's still playing or something like, I mean, I don't know, The Farewell might go back in just about anything that's probably going to get the most amount of Oscar nominations that hopefully goes back in is a bigger priority than this movie. And I wish I could say otherwise, I wish I could be like, yo, go get drunk with your friends and see this. And cause that's what I did, but I just don't think it's a good use of your time. So unfortunately, I think if
2: cats, I think if cats is lucky, they'll get, you know, a nomination for best original song um but no
0: no that's, I, no that's well, so, gonna yeah, be well, a stretch well, so it did for it did for the golden globes and um carol swifts and angela robert wrote that beautiful ghost song together but i don't remember the specifics why but they didn't even make the shortlist cut for who would actually get nominated for this best song original song for oscars so it's not even getting that i think it's gonna get shut out at the oscars so you don't even have that benefit of being able to say i saw the best song nominee in theater so there is really like very little reason to see this movie um, one last
1: note, one yes. last note apparently the grudge is the grudge remix is even worse uh it's got a it's got a higher score on i m d b but it got an f on cinema score and a sixteen percent on rotten tomatoes woof okay well yeah so you can stay away from that as well um uh
0: kill i know you're usually a little bit of an empty book on things you want to promote uh adam anything you want to promote as far as uh Twitter, Facebook, any kind of
1: uh, thing? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at A.B. Lichtenstein. Primarily, it's high school sports stuff from down here in South Florida. But I also sometimes tweet about things like how Miami Cuban sandwiches are superior to Tampa Cuban sandwiches.
0: You will get any argument from me on that. As usual, I'm at Josh Chernavoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y on both Twitter and Letterboxd. And the podcast Twitter is Rewind Movie Pod, and the podcast Gmail is Rewind Movie Pod at gmail.com. So if you want to give us any feedback, you can do so there. Thank everyone for listening. I think next you can probably hear a podcast on either Little Women or Uncut Gems. I'm unsure what the order of all my next few podcasts will be, but I think this will probably come out before those. So look forward to those couple movies if you saw them. And after that, I think we're going to be mostly on to movies for... 2020 unless there's like a foreign film from 2019 i'm not thinking of that we'll then be able to do a podcast on so i appreciate all of you who listened to the our podcast for the movies that came out in 2019 thank you all for doing so and i hope you'll join us in 20 as 2020 as well thank you to adam and kayla for joining us and we'll see you next time
2: all right go see little lemon way better than cats
1: (laughs) and uncut gems and uncut gems
0: All right. Well, I cannot disagree with them there. So please go see those and then listen to our podcast on them. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you next time.